0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Grapple's Wrestlemania weekend coverage. I'm Benno, it's Grapplemania.
1: How's it going JP? I'm tired mate. (laughs) Can't lie, can't hide it anymore. Already and it's two days to go. (laughs) Including a show I don't think I'm remotely prepared to take on. Oh brilliant, yeah we're on.
0: It's only day 2 JP where it feels like it's, it's been a marathon already. Like I... I woke up this morning completely broken and hungover. Uh, I got to bed, JP, at 8 in the morning this morning.
1: Jesus Woke Christ. up at
0: 3pm to messages from you. I was just like, uh, I think we were scheduled to record it for, but I, we had I think so. no chance of that. Uh, I found myself, JP, at 6.30 in the morning last night watching Brian Alvarez against Orange Cassidy. Uh, like if there was ever a sign that I've completely gone off the deep end, I think that's it.
1: <laughs> That's it. You're broken now.
0: How uh, how was it? Oh, it, mate, it was. I've seen so much Orange Cassidy this weekend. I mean, as a time of recording, his show's going on. Like, I like him. He's been so over, as we said yesterday, on every show that he's been on. But I i can't watch that hands in the pocket spot again. It, it was great the first yeah. four times that I saw it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I mean, he's a lot of fun. But he, he must know that there's. Maybe it's just because we're. I mean, it's a, it's a weird complaint because how many other people are watching all these shows, JP? But like, yeah that's it i mean i suppose there's a lot of people in new york though traveling from show to show we must know there's some of the same audience you know mix it up a bit mate uh, <laughs> It's fun i like him but christ uh, but okay. maybe that's a me thing uh, i joined up against alvarez though it's always fun to see alvarez wrestling uh, it's always weird yeah. i could just hear how's it going everybody uh in my head <laughs> as he's out there but he actually lost by a uh, distraction via music which is like one of the big <laughs> things he complains about <laughs> on his podcast. I mean,
1: has to be a rib that. Ah, uh, that's that's good. That's good. At least he's got enough self awareness to kind of play play that in. Mm. Um, I'll have to watch that because I'm always intrigued every time you hear about Alvarez wrestling, and he seems to be a little bit more prolific these mm. days.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, Yeah, he does seem to be uh, getting around uh, a little bit more. But yeah, say last night I went around to my, to my mates Matty, mate Matty's to his. Uh, to his to his home to his humble abode, sorry, where he's got a Roman Reigns poster on the wall in his living room. Uh, he tried he, he tried to convince me that it's always there, but I think it is just there for Mania weekend. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me though with him. Uh, but yeah, we were there for a long night uh, of watching wrestling. We did quite a lot of uh, channel hopping, so there's going to be bits and pieces I'm going to talk about on today's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fun night. Uh, I don't know if it all compares to your experience, JP.
1: It was the complete opposite to my experience, where I spent uh, watching Rev Pro and simultaneously along with Liverpool-Southampton.
0: Yeah, we were watching. Uh, I'm an Evertonian, as people probably know, listen to this podcast, that, that was tough as... Uh watching the Liverpool game when I knew that Rev Pro was going on, you know, big big RevPro family uh, but yeah, I caught up on that this morning so it wasn't too bad, plus you know, I could keep up with my fancy football points with uh, those Liverpool players so it's not all
1: bad. Exactly Sadio Mane doing a good job for you this year uh,
0: Not so much last night, not so much last night. Oh no, that's well true not, yeah. Uh, But yeah, a lot of them, like, most of my are family mm. support, like, it's weird that I'm in like, an Evertonian household but my stepdad supports Liverpool, my brother supports Liverpool so anytime I go around to my mum's it seems to be coincidentally when a match is on uh, I, do, I do see a lot more of liverpool than i see of everton these days
1: oh that's uh, well we got sunday as well mm. which will be able to, to, to wangle in between uh, between our two teams between when, when you play arsenal mm. and we're inexplicably chasing third oh, which God. i still don't understand but um <laughs> no last last night i watched it uh comfort of my own home yeah uh with the lads uh i'll i'll let you know the point where i fell asleep a bit later on
0: (laughs) that's what we should start taking bets on that or do a sweep what time jp is gonna go i mean i wish i had to be honest. honestly like i i will tell you like getting ready for this podcast when i got out of bed at three and i texted you i was like mate i just need a couple of hours just (laughs) just to feel human again Oh, I I nipped out, got some noodles, uh, got a bit of Coca-Cola and I'm all caffeined up now. Some of the, uh, Mm. our our good friend, uh, Alan Cheapshot or Cheapy to you, JP, recommended that I watched Tim Thatcher and David Arquette. So I watched that this afternoon. That picked me up. I've got to be honest. Like One of the things we were watching as we were skipping channels last night between shows, we did put the penis party on at one point. Uh, there were two <laughs> Japanese wrestlers with their arses out, kind of slamming their arses against each other when I put it on. There was also a human centipede spot that I saw a gif of. So we kind of promptly turned it off, and that was all I saw of the penis party. But thanks to uh, to old Cheapy, I watched Thatcher and Arquette today. And you know what, Cheepy? Okay. It revitalized my love for the sport of professional wrestling. <laughs> it got me going again, just watching poor David Arquette, who came out with DDP, the uh, both former WW champions, obviously, mm. uh, trying to kind of exchange strikes with Thatcher, trying to do some really, he did a really pathetic double ax a really pathetic roll up. He was he was really playing <laughs> into like the what people you know think of him. Uh, either that, or he is just still that bad. Um, and he just got absolutely stretched and schooled by Thatcher. It was a, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a lovely little gem of a match. And I tell you what, JP, I'm raring to go now after watching that. Oh, how long did it go for? Um, I would probably say about 10 minutes, something like that. Um, Jesus. But it was it was purely one side. And it could have been worse. The commentary was great. It was Excalibur and Don Callis. And they were saying, like, it could, it, Thatcher probably took it easy. And honestly, he did. Like, there were, there's other wrestlers who might have pieced the carquette apart even more. But what he did do was great. All kinds of it was It was reminiscent of watching... Did you ever see when uh, when Jack Evans used to be in there with like uh, like a Brian Danielson and he'd like roll him up literally yeah. into a pretzel. Uh that was kind of what it was like. Uh it was great. I Really enjoyed the. Maybe it's I maybe I'm just a sadist but yeah that really uh, that got me going again at this uh, this midpoint of this uh, crazy four day weekend.
1: And you've now got your second win for to, for tonight as well, that's and it. to go through all of the shows that you watched yesterday. <laughs>
0: oh, that's it, yeah. So, God,
1: we're masochists, aren't we? <laughs> wrestling masochists. Uh,
0: so yeah, we've got loads to talk about. We've got a little special uh, guest uh, dropping in uh, a little bit through the show, which we'll uh, talk about in a minute. So yeah, I suppose, uh, JP, we should uh, we should get into uh, the highlights of uh, of day two of WrestleMania weekend. And uh, we've got a little bit of a, a guest uh, joining us later on in the show, so let's maybe break with tradition and... To be honest, I'm desperate to talk about her anyway. Let's talk about Joey Janela's Spring Break first. Uh, people would have heard in the intro the uh, my what my favourite wrestling theme song, Joey Janela's a uh, Kavinsky knockoff uh i was very excited for this one and i'm i'm very excited to talk about it i've not heard your opinion on it whatsoever for me <laughs> it was the show of the weekend so far i don't know whether it, maybe i had a couple too many beers last night and uh I, I, we're going to talk about nxt in a bit and there were things i really liked about nxt but things i didn't love i'll be honest while nxt was ongoing and i was seeing certain gifts coming into this janela show i was thinking oh why why are they running head to head with nxt why is it not af- why is it not after nxt like it's after ring of Honor tonight? Um, Uh, but when I did eventually get to watch it, it was still, watched it maybe on a a two hour delay, something like that. Uh, That's the main reason I was up so late last night. Uh, But I absolutely loved it. I I know there's going to be one match on the show that I don't think you're going to love, but all in all, did you, uh, did you enjoy uh,
1: this year's version or part one of this year's version of uh, Janelle's spring break? I did enjoy it. Um, I managed to fit it in this afternoon because it was actually surprisingly short. Mm. It was like sort of two and a quarter hours, Mm. uh, which is a surprise. Um, there was a match. One of the matches I had to watch with my kids. There's another one of the matches. Oh I no! Just could oh, if, it's the, if it's not no. the one I'm thinking of, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the main event. Okay. I did or, or the last match on like, That's not the the match. They saw me watching that, and they were just like, "What is going on?" It's like you don't want to see this. You really want no part of this. Um, but it feels it, he's a hell of a booker, isn't he? Mm. If he, you know, his vision of what these kind of spectacle shows can be Mm. is incredible um oh yeah i mean i was just talking it was wonderfully wild i mean i i'm kind of jealous that Mm. you got to see it with people (laughs) having a few drinks and a laugh that's kind of how it's meant to be seen
0: you could you could tell the people in the crowd were wasted as well i think it's part of the experience um yeah that's the way to watch it and yeah to your point as well i just think as much as I enjoyed um, Thatcher and Arquette, kind of in front of a somewhat dead WrestleCon crowd, uh, that's kind of the imitation of what Janela brings. Janela's shows, it's just crowd pleasing, isn't it? All in all, um, mm. I loved it. I mean, uh, I suppose uh, we'll go through briefly, like highlights of the show. But even from, like from the top, the opener, you know, having Janella come out first, I think it was a. Ingenious move. I think mm. having Marco Stunt be as an uh, opponent was a, a genius move. You know, everyone's happy that Janela's uh, well again and can wrestle again, and Marco Stunt's got that same story. So, no more perfect yeah. way to, uh, to to get them both back going again by having them face each other and have Marco Stunt face the man uh, he got injured against. Uh, absolutely amazing. I loved it. Uh, nasty bumps. Uh, that spinning mm. package pile driver that Janela did to Marco Stunt. Mike <laughs> (laughs) God, like there was, there was points in this match where they go to the top rope and they'd be teasing like an apron, like a Rana to the crowd or a powerbomb to the crowd. And you're just watching and thinking, Mm. you know what? I believe they might do it like these two are so nuts like as much as I was, I just said I was happy to see them both back like I was worried like this was going to end up with one of them back in the hospital at some point cuz they went full board uh, and it
1: was great i really enjoyed it um, oh, there was that one there was that one moment where it kind of did happen and like janella went sort of flat on the on the apron mm. and i think was it when stunt is that when stunt busted himself open when he went to the floor yeah that's right yeah i think that was the point point. and there. i was scared at that point point because mm. I, I was like oh no not these two oh. and then they carried on kicking out of each other's <laughs> shit like crazy men
0: that's what it was supposed to be there wasn't it i mean the rest of them today yeah. this is gonna watch that and think it was terrible especially in a night where as we're gonna talk about later you know take over some matches that a, a traditionalist would probably enjoy a lot more but for me mm. i enjoyed this as much as anything this weekend i just loved yeah. it i mean joey saying that i didn't so much enjoy Joey janela's tights i mean i don't know what's going on with his look I, right yeah. now but I'll, I'll let that go. His tights were kind of falling down. here. like the as their uh, as their Primark boxes on underneath. Uh, not the best look, but uh, that, I think that's the only negative thing I can say about that because I really enjoyed
1: that match. And just say, I imagine Janela hopefully will be coming to the UK if he's coming over for WXW at some point, mm. and I'd be more than happy to see. Janella, Janella, wherever Janella's wrestling in the UK,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the crowd uh, helping them crowd surf a lot better than, the, <laughs> than that crowd did. Uh, they all looked a bit too drunk to carry the two lads, unfortunately, but he, yeah, they were. He did, he, he did like a tour with PCW, didn't he? I think was, he was living with Flooder for a little while. Uh, I never actually got to see him, um, but I'm definitely. That's a reality show I want to see. <laughs> that's it, me too. Uh, but yeah, I love Janella. I've said it before in our shows. He's the wrestler who. I can recognise isn't a very good wrestler, but for some reason I just like him. There's something very likable and and different about Joey know that I enjoy, and you can you can say that about his shows all in all. I mean, did you have any other highlights from this show? Uh, I can oh, probably imagine, but what 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 like be?
1: I, I have to talk about the the match that came up next <laughs> after this one. So I was watching this, and um, I was getting lunch ready for my kids. Oh my god! And. And I saw what was going on with this guy Tony Deppen coming out and sort of you know having a go at the crowd and all the rest of it, and going into the crowd to confront them. And I was like, oh, I. Right. And I thought, oh, this is like the uh, Marco stunt thing from La- was it last year, wasn't it? That's mm-hmm. how he kind of made his name, and they had him had him come out. Oh,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: he goes and attacks a guy in a wheelchair who has no legs um, <laughs> after the after the guy calls him a pussy, and then Deppan drags him out to the ring. Oh and they proceed to have uh, like a really fun wrestling match yeah with um a 619 with 619 his name's Dustin Thomas but the crowd were chanting no legs <laughs> to him and he was buzzing like hell during this but and it's incredible to see the thing i thought of while watching it almost is it's not quite the same obviously cuz but Kenny Omega against the nine year old girl mm. where you're watching something like this, um, because there's so many disadvantages mm. that he has to face doing it. And by God, like the strength in his arms to be able to sort of hold himself up, hold himself up in the corner. Mm. Like us say the six, one, nine, I think he oh, did a, a four-fifty. It's like, Oh my God. and Deppen as well did a hell of a as, job as a
0: heel, um, as someone who I'd never heard of before. Like, yeah. Completely new to me. You needed a really good heel foil in, in a match like this. And you know what? For his part, he definitely made the name with me.
1: Yeah, he did. Mm. He did. And so I had to show it to my kids. What did they think of it? <laughs> they thought it was amazing. They were completely <laughs> incredulous. And my eldest son just was like, 619 when he did that. They were like... At first, they were like, oh, this feels bad. Mm. Like I don't like watching it." When he was doing the, when Deppin was doing the beat down of him when he first came in the ring, mm. but yeah, my God, I mean, this is what gifts were invented for. <laughs> yeah, um, if anyone's seen the gifts as
0: well, of... they do it justice. But still, watch the match because it's there's, yeah. there's something visceral about it. Like you want, you just wanted Dustin Thomas uh, to pull through, uh, you know? And oh, uh, it's just... and
1: logically, he shouldn't win it. Yeah. But, did you see the smiles on his face? A smile on his face afterwards as he came out, I, I, like when the crowd sort of stood up, giving him massive ovation. It was like he you
0: could his, just
1: tell. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah,
0: he got his moment, didn't he? He kind of he, he did. He, I think it was brave to kind of uh, to have him in there and have him lose. Uh, but like you say, I suppose it's logical. It was kind of mean, but it gets Tony Teppen over. You could do some. Pay, maybe we'll get some payback at a, a spring break too tonight. Uh, I mean, he's got to be in the cluster. Oh, bit, I think. Uh yeah, and you can't does. eliminate him either. I've just thought of it. It's like um. Oh. When, 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 <laughs> oh they're gonna do that, aren't <laughs> <it's> they? <a, laughs> it's like if you put Zach Gowen... in it. Was that was Zach Gowen in a rumble? I'm sure he was. Um yeah. Technically, uh, he's never been eliminated because both feet have touched the floor. Uh, oh, we've got to do that's a spot. Oh, I've talked myself into it now. That's happening. You tonight, really
1: have. So. If that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be quite annoyed. Oh,
0: brilliant! But yeah, I don't. It's it, it just yeah. It was it was great. It was a really again you can't. Like, whoever came up with this idea, and it was probably Janella, just absolute genius, loved it. Yeah, uh, phenomenal stuff. Yeah, I think we kind of talked ourselves into talking this whole show, no, JP, because I, oh, yeah, I want to talk the yeah. scramble match as well that came up next. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That was just it was Jungle Boy, A Kid, Australian Suicide, mm-hmm. Jake Atlas, who I'd never heard of, Shane Mercer, who we'll talk about in a second, who on site yeah. the Iron Demon. Uh, looked a little bit out of place, big guy. I thought uh, I've not. I don't really. Yeah, I didn't like the look of him on on site. Slim J Special <laughs> K Legends. Um, yeah, was out there as well. Uh, just yeah, it's what you'd expect. A scramble on a Janela show, but I didn't expect, like I say, for for Shane Mercer kind of to be the one I came out talking about. He did a guerrilla gorilla press uh, spot where he was kind of lifting. I think it was Jungle Boy up, but still hitting yeah. moves on other people who came near him. Uh, there was a spot where uh, in the match he was doing like a, I think he had somebody up for a de- Death Valley driver and he was walking across the top rope, um, like across the ring, Undertaker style. Uh, he was holding on to someone else's arm, but my God. And he did a moonsault fall away slam as well. I mean, there were all, all kinds of awesome spots in this match from pretty much all the participants. It was as innovative as any six way i've seen uh, recently and there's been lots of multi-man matches over this weekend uh, but yeah this really stood out and i don't know did uh was it him who stood out for you mostly or, or was there anyone else in the match yeah
1: i hadn't seen jungle boy before and i would heard of him and obviously that there's the nice. story of of his father yeah luke perry passing away and the crowd reaction to him as well mm. and um you know he's he's really over great to see a kids who's mm-hmm. obviously had a few more bookings this this weekend which has been really good australian suicide triple yeah. a guy um, yeah. but and i i hadn't seen him for a long time i hadn't heard of jake atlas as well and slim jay who i think you you aped your look after him really didn't you <laughs> no. for, for, for a while <laughs> yes you did well, you meant... pure special k back <laughs> <in the day. laughs> to be
0: honest i mean slim jay's aping M. he's still doing it to this day mm. in 2019 and yet in my mm. in my younger years i might have been known for that when i was a uh, frequent in hip-hop boards but uh, less said but... about that the better
1: mercer is someone who people need to get on i mean mm. he's j- absolutely jacked to fuck mm. and does some really incredulous stuff no one looked bad mm. everyone looked good mm. and got their stuff in I'm, i i think i'll struggle to see a better scramble match mm. this week because there'll, there'll obviously be a there's a few more coming yeah but this one was as, a lot more fun than i had any expectation to be yeah
0: definitely yeah that's it everyone came off looking good lovely moment mm-hmm.
1: for jungle boy
0: uh, some genuine you know really nice emotion there as well. Just awesome. yeah, great stuff. Uh, that was fun. Uh, Nick Gage uh, Otani. Gage was happy to be there. It's uh, obviously his wrestling idol. Um, probably uh, he was watching tapes off back when he was in prison. Uh, oh yeah I love H's a bit
1: style after him. clearly mm.
0: just... I, I love a bit of Nick Gage I know he's not for everybody but it, it wasn't the, the greatest it was probably the weakest <laughs> match of the night but all in all it was just nice to, to see uh, him out there with a with a legend in, a, in Otani
1: uh, yeah Gage is, is sort of like a force of nature mm. really when he comes out um and they had that bit at the very beginning of the show didn't they the little girl who was doing Oh was imagining... the impression yeah and that's really good mm. um I'm kind of all up for seeing Nick Gage in wacky matches. And this is the first time I got to see him this weekend. Mm. And I just find myself laughing at him. Yeah. But having seen the shoot videos and thinking this is a deeply, like, <laughs> he's he seems like a horrible person. Oh, he does, yeah. yeah. Not, oh,
0: not, not not encouraging uh, or endorsing any of the, uh, the things that Nick Gage gets up to, but he's a meme wrestler at this point. And I've got to be honest, I, I enjoy the meme.
1: Yep, exactly. And he's kind of good fun. Mm. Um... So this was what it was mm. with the roll up and him pulling up the tights, but I was like, "Ah, fine, whatever. That's all right. <laughs> it didn't last too long. It did. He really didn't. It I didn't thought, okay, deal with that. No. I didn't what... think the next match would beat it, but
0: <laughs> I think it did. Oh, I was so like, say we're gonna. I mean. I was watching Takeover at the time and I, I saw a gif and I'm so sad that I saw the gif of the invisible man versus in- invisible stand match because it was the table break spot. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I I laughed out loud when I saw it at the gifo but I wish I'd seen it in the match mate. Like B- Bryce Remsberg, should if there was some kind of wrestling award for some kind of oscar or something i would give it to bryce remsberg like this match it's not invisible man versus invisible stan it was bryce remsberg versus himself um, yeah with an assist from dave Prezak on commentary uh honestly like it might sound and people rolled their eyes when this got announced and people might even roll their eyes listening to us praise it but it was a performance art worthy of yeah. like it was greater than wrestling. Like, uh, you know, me and my mates were saying last night. It's the type of thing you, similar to the the no legs match in some ways. You, you, you'd almost happily show it to a non wrestling fan and just be like, "You've got to see how ridiculous this thing is."
1: I think that is. Uh, it, in fact, the more you think of it, the more that this is a show you would want to show to non wrestling fans mm. and possibly stop it before the very <laughs> main event. Yes, just just don't go in down that route because you're right. It was performance art. Mm. It was. It was a man acting out a wrestling match that isn't in, happening in front of him, in front of a crowd who are entirely in on the joke you and know that. how to react to it. So in some ways, what you need is then mm. the people on the other side who are watching this whole thing take – you're watching this take place. And initially, I thought, oh, I could skip this. This will mm. be rubbish. And it started off, and I started laughing. And then I showed my son it again. I was like, have a look at this. And he started laughing at it and I ended up watching it with my eldest son – who was just like, this is this is like really fun, mm. like really fun, enjoyable. It, it shows you what wrestling can be mm. if you have uh, enough creative people behind it. Yeah, I never thought I'd ever say this. Yeah, Go out of your way to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree, absolutely. It's, it's not wrestling, no. but like, go out of your way to watch it. <laughs> just to see the balcony dive spot,
0: which was like oh. the refs kind of standing there and, and falling to make it look like a dive. The cameras just missed it, which was gutting great spot <laughs> eberson coming out was great the table spot yep. as we mentioned it was literally if anyone's not going to watch it you should but there was a propped up table in the corner that somehow they managed to gimmick so that it broke uh kind of as uh, as bryce remsberg was motioning like the wrestlers were running into the corner uh absolutely brilliant uh i think this could have easily stunk up the joints and to be honest yeah. going in i thought it might be a bad idea you really needed like you say a receptive crowd uh but they got it and like i say bryce remsberg take a bow
1: yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I
0: suppose just rolling through the last couple of things on this show, um, Ethan Page got rolled up by the star man of a uh, video game uh, legend, uh, the the man that was always so difficult to beat. Uh, it turned out to be Virgil. It's a meme show. It's going to happen. Uh, that was yeah. Fun. Ethan Page played his part well. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've got any notes on that or Takamishinoku, Orange <laughs> Cassidy which was a match uh, cool to see Takamishinoku kind of abroad uh, after yeah for years really I've not seen him in the US I mentioned mm. at the start of the show I've seen a lot of Orange Cassidy this weekend but yeah. it was fine uh, for what it was, not bad by any means if you haven't seen any Orange Cassidy matches this weekend then definitely watch it but if you have, you know, possibly the one that I might skip on this show
1: yeah I would do <laughs> I've, I've, I'd seen that match already mm-hmm. and as much fun as it is it's like okay yeah that's it yeah
0: so that, that was what it was and yet the main event I mean I know what you're going to say JP It was a, it was a death match Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I quite enjoyed these types of matches. I'd watched as well uh, on the night the uh, AIW uh, Slumber Party Massacre. I watched that today uh, from the same night. Their submit and surrender match. Uh, don't watch it, JP. Josh Bishop against Dominic Garini. Uh, they had spikes, power bombs through chairs. Uh, Garini lost by a verbal submission. It was submit or surrender. Verbal submission uh, because Josh Bishop threatened to set him on fire uh yeah that's what that match was uh jesus but very similar to this in that yeah this was lots of ultra violence really there was a scissor board in there that mm. almost cut jimmy lloyd's neck up uh he looked really panicked uh when that thing went into him uh yeah it was a death match it's deathmatch death match style lots of light tube stuff my stream actually cut out on the finish fights in the replay i think cut off like the last 30 <sighs> seconds of the show uh, you'd probably be glad of that JP uh, but, yeah it was uh, it was a death match. Uh, I enjoyed it nice way to end the show uh, but I don't know if you've got any, any takes on it JP
1: well, can I shock you go on I enjoyed this death match. holy shit yeah, despite everything <laughs> I said about death matches before oh wow. um what was different for it, you? it went at a pace. And they just went hell for light at the beginning when they just started basically smash the light tubes over their own heads. I was like, all right, okay, this is interesting. Having seen Takeda have that match at Bloodsport gave me a certain degree of goodwill. And I remember Jimmy Lloyd from last year's Joey uh, Spring Break where he was in the Battle Royal, wasn't he? Mm. Um, And he drove the Invisible Man, which was banned by the Louisiana. Yeah, that was him, and he was banned by the Louisiana State Commission, so he ended up being dragged out of, of the arena. I completely so forgotten
0: I about that spot. Brilliant.
1: It, it didn't... It was... I mean, don't get me wrong, I find so much of it vile and scary. Like, I, I don't... I wouldn't say enjoy enjoy watching it, but mm. this at least had... It moved at a real pace. It's as much as I'm going to enjoy death matches at this stage of the game. Mm. Terrifying, though. Was it with the scissor boards and they had on one on each other's heads and they were just banging into each other on them?
0: I think what was was, that? Or was, was that greatest, was that a board it? full like, of cheese? Yeah.
1: I was like, fuck me, this is this is horrible, horrible stuff. The weed whacker stuff, which reminds me of uh, was it Wife Beater in CZW? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not a name or a gimmick that would go uh, you, you could ever imagine existing in this day, it, it, even today. And that's only sort about fifteen years ago. But yeah, <laughs> that whole kind of nasty weed whacker stuff coming out as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a death match. It's as much as I'm going to enjoy it. I'll never go back and watch it again.
0: Oh, I'm impressed, JP. I'm glad. to hear. I don't think it, it doesn't sound like it's turned you in any way into a, into a death
1: match I'm not sure.
0: going to Delaware. <laughs> like... what, what, what if we what if we Patreon our, our flights or something? Would, you, <sighs> would we do it as like a like a project? Get JP out to a tournament of death.
1: I'll be um, up with not if I'm just going to tournament of death and that's it. Like I, I, I arrive in Delaware, I I go to DJ High's farm, watch tournament of death, and then fly back. That's that's a punishment. If I'm given a few days afterwards to kind of cleanse my soul, then then yeah, all right, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> there you go. You heard the first, everybody. JP's uh, JP's willing to go to Delaware. Uh, we just <laughs> we'll just need to find a, a way to fund it. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll start that Patreon off soon. <laughs> um yeah i suppose uh we started hot jp but i suppose we should rewind a little bit we are talking day one uh you started uh, your day one viewing with with rev pro i uh, i caught this up on uh, on vod uh what did you make of it i thought it was a to be it was a tough watch i think maybe watching the vod back was maybe my mm. problem but because these wrestlecon shows are so poorly mixed like the you can hear the commentary louder than you can hear the crowd um, to a point where I find it really distracting. I found it a bit of a chore to watch as a show. I don't know if you uh,
1: enjoyed it any more live. I found the first half... I enjoyed the first half more than I enjoyed the second half, and I think I enjoyed the first half more because it actually felt more like a Rev Pro show. Mm if that made any sense so i mean cck being on it kid like uh carlos romo a kid I- i'd seen him on there michael oku being on there as well and then going into the sort of massive tag so for the first half i actually quite enjoyed this um and it was an easy watch um for me so i'm kind of surprised how, how it was for you but i mean um, and then I found in the second half, I lost my interest somewhat. Um, Maybe that's certainly what it after is, that's second start half. Eight, start... Um ishii i enjoyed um for what it was but really uh, after that I, I took no enthusiasm for the main and also you could tell people were leaving because they're either going to go to takeover <laughs> there's somewhere else to go to or they were just tired because mm. they've been watching wrestling all day so there is always that effect with the, so many shows running and these sort of very limited time schedules where you have to use public transport to get around the city of new york
0: mm. Yeah, that's it. I think that's... I felt so bad for the Aussies. Like, they've mm. clearly been placed in the quote-unquote main event just to give... It did feel like that, just to give people an excuse yeah. to leave. Uh, you know, you get your your proper main event Else as the main event of the first half, uh, Suzuki yep. against Tanahashi and Ospreay, and it just gave everyone an excuse to leave. And that, again, maybe that's what hurt my, my rewatch on the, on the VOD this afternoon, mm. just the fact that, yeah, they just... There was not much, uh, not much reason for people to stick around, and again, it just kind of... Really hate what was already coming across as
1: a bad atmosphere on VOD. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think so. It, as a show, I mean, in terms of the the one match that I really wanted to see mm. Ospreay Tanahashi versus Suzuki Gun, I, I I got what I wanted from mm. that as a kind of oh. New Japan exhibition match to put in there that mm. everyone there is really to, off to see. and wouldn't have, and I think it's a, um, you know, for me that's still. Uh, you know, I was happy with that taking it away from it, but I didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into this because one of the concerns that I'd had is the fact that there wasn't much Rev Pro no. on this show. Someone like a, a Rev Pro show without a Josh Bodum, mm. like it, it does feel, you know, kind of strange. But
0: they did add a couple. I mean, I would say that yeah. was like a strong complaint going in, but you know, in the last couple of days, they added. Uh, that four way, the four way yeah. with Carlos Romo, A Kid, uh, and Mike Hoss mm. in there, who were kind of Rev Pro guys, kind of. Uh, and...
1: Well, the impression you get from that match is that certainly Romo and A Kid, that's playing into a story mm. that's going on with them. Um, and that kind of feels a bit more authentically Rev Pro. Mm. Uh, Michael Oku, Brian Cage, was a, was a, was a strange one. He, a enjoyable squash, but mm. at the same time, you know. Authentic Rev Pro. I mean, it's just I've never seen Brian. Cage
0: Apparently, Brian Cage has appeared. I can't remember what the stat was, but he's appeared in Rev Pro a number of times, and every time it's not been in the UK. Like it's been a Romanian.
1: (laughs) Like I mean, he's a Rev Pro guy, I suppose. If you take take it from
0: that point of view, but yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit weird from that point of view. It was like a kind of a Rev Pro show, more of like a New Mm. Japan B show. Like even you know that big tag, uh, you know the Suzuki Gun Tanashi Osprey. Really, it was kind of building up the. You know, the big match uh, coming up uh, th- uh, uh, tonight uh, at the time are recording. Oh. And, uh...
1: It was a Korokan main mm. leading into a
0: main New Japan show. Yeah, that's... leading Tanahashi, Zack Sabre, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a built i I've been saying that, we got to see some really fun Osprey-Suzuki yes. interactions, which you would never get. I've never, I don't think they would ever faced off together before. That was fun, uh, seeing Osprey trying to exchange strikes with Suzuki and getting uh, schooled a little bit. Um, anyth- anytime you get to see Sabre and Osprey roll around on the mountain, yeah. that's always fun um so it was still worthwhile
1: oh still worthwhile i always thought the the fact that osprey had the bloody nose and the way they played that into it added a level of viciousness and that got me interested away from what could have just been an exhibition tag Mm. and no one would have blamed them for it but that that worked for me so there was enough there was enough drama in there as well at the same time and and obviously you know while it was setting up Saber Tanahashi. There's enough kind of nice hints about mm. going with a Suzuki Osprey at some point as a as a kind of program. I think that would be that would be worthwhile, and particularly sort of Zach Osprey as well, and the dynamics they have, mm. and that in Rev Pro in particular, Osprey can't beat Zach, mm. and that's yeah, something for Rev Pro fans. Definitely, yeah.
0: So yeah, overall as a show, I'll probably say yeah, you don't really need to see the second half. Ishii Star was you know good. Um... Ishii Star was good. But yeah. I don't know. Still, didn't feel this didn't feel very important, really. Uh, I don't know.
1: Would you would you would you put
0: that better or worse than than the, the last match?
1: Um, I would I would have put this one as as worse than the last match. That I really loved the match from Uprising between mm-hmm. them. This one for me, it was ten minutes. The fact that Star's been running around as like a maniac, working on so many shows as well. Is, yeah, it wouldn't have been feasible really to have him sort of working half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they still managed to sort of play into the David Starr character, but it didn't. it's not really a canon show mm. in that way. Um, so, you know, it was fine, but I didn't, again, didn't really have high expectations for it being anything sort of too spectacular. Certainly nothing on the level of last year when you had Ishii and Zack and the title change and the massive reaction that got. Mm. This did feel like a sort of good bit way tempered down from that definitely
0: yeah and i think a lot of that's to do with obviously them switching up the card with not having park yeah. you know we got cck in the match with the new japan dojo lads instead and again we got that. they're all right like, i'll just say they're all right Keeping
1: on them. very jp match though uh, but oh.
0: like a 15 minute yeah. back and forth in the end wasn't I? I wasn't really expecting that but it was still mm. good
1: yeah gave them a lot but mm. um they're technically really rock solid they just seem to go you're going to make the fundamentals will just be second nature to you Mm. and then at that point when they start adding on other moves they know how to add them on correctly rather than trying to sort of learn too much Mm. so there's some of the sort of grappling exchanges particularly obviously with Gresham they were really good to see yeah those those guys in a couple of years it's gonna be interesting to see where they are Mm, definitely
0: uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. There's not a huge amount more to say about it, is it? It was yeah. just uh, one of those shows. It was kind of for me. It was kind of just there. It sounds like you were a bit more positive than me. Uh, like I say, I was glad to see the the four way. I enjoyed, you know, Lycos being back in the ring was something. He was a yes. little bit. I think he was a step below the rest of the guys in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously you're in there with a full meter um and you're someone like a lycos who's just come back from injury you're probably not going to go as uh, as crazy as if a meter did but yeah that was fine uh but again yeah i think all in all it's a it's a it's a show about that first half and like uh like a lot of people did uh which we'll talk about in a second you could uh you could probably be forgiven for, for heading off and uh,
1: and watching take over after <laughs> oh sorry mate uh can i just take this one sec oh okay you got a call And now we go over to our man in Madrid, Sid Lowe. How are
2: you? Oh, what are you, some sort of like Guardian podcast <laughs> fantasist or something, mate? Fucking right, I've
1: fantasized <laughs> all my life
2: about being on that show. What you and Barry Glendinning having a few pints of Guinness together? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: I could, I'd love that. Knock around, think... bri-
2: knock around Brixton. Um,
1: obviously, it's Joe Lemon, and you're live in. Tell us where where you are at the right now.
2: Um, I'm currently sat alone on a double bed in my Airbnb in Brooklyn.
1: Oh, so you snuck over you, there.
2: You sound quite, um, I don't know, excited about the thought of me sat on a bed alone there, mate.
1: Mate, I've seen it myself with my own eyes a good few times, so I'm always happy. It's an image I'm very, very comfortable with at this stage in our, in our relationship.
2: You've sent me a few images of people on beds before, but I won't divulge uh, <laughs> any information as to that.
1: Uh, so how are you um how are you coping with the jet lag um and obviously the big thing tell us about what wrestling you've got to see so far
2: oh i'm completely knackered but adrenaline's getting us through at the moment um mm. what, what a cracking day i had yesterday seriously what a day um woke up about 5 a.m uh playing over to new york Customs in New York, I tell you, absolutely awful. JFK has got maybe the worst customs of the scene. Like honestly, looking at that customs made me fear for those lorry drivers in Dover. Come no deal, (laughs) it took me about hour and a half, two hours to get through customs. That my plane landed early. I was like, result, I can get to that Rev Pro show. Maybe miss one match. I saw one full match on the <laughs> <road show. laughs> yeah. oh. I walked show. Yeah. I walked in about five minutes into the Tanahashi and Osprey against Suzuki Gun tag. Thank God for out, that. I worked that out because thank God for the 10-minute call. Because once they called 10 minutes, I was like, right, I got here at this time. So I've been here for about six, seven minutes. So, yeah, I, I got most of that match in and I, I was glad. That was the match I was there for. And that match was fucking awesome have you seen mm. that
1: match oh yeah yeah watched it live um, thought it was superb kind of uh, New New Japan exhibition match um, yeah. uh, Osprey fantastic again Yeah. two, two was... matches I've seen him have this weekend both of them that he's been involved in both have been brilliant
2: Yeah, I've only seen what I've seen live. I've not actually had a chance Mm. to see anything else from the weekend so far, but you and Ben are obviously doing some stellar work on keeping us (laughs) updated on that stuff. But, yeah, this was all about Osprey, this match. They got Osprey over big time. Mm. Should have seen Osprey's queue after the match for merch as well. Absolutely massive, bigger than anyone else's, apart from Shibata, who was there uh, taking pictures and sharing a bit of merch as well. So good to see him looking well, but what a match this was. I thought to myself, it's going to take a lot, on that takeover show later on to beat that match but Jesus (laughs) yeah (laughs) but wonderful
1: palate cleanser if nothing else to be able to go that in and the other match you saw was um, Ishii and Star is that right I saw Ishii
2: and Star Romero and Taguchi I went and grabbed myself a coffee because I was dying at that point because I'd been up for probably about 20 hours Oh, something around there, anyway. Um, weird moment in the coffee line. Mick Foley in front of me with his daughter. And uh, Foley's massive in real life. But his daughter, my God, that clown bloke she's with, she was kissed him in the queue. Never has a man punched more than that clown bastard. Seriously. <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> and that was maybe more entertaining than Romero Taguchi. I don't know, because I didn't see the match. I walked back in at the end of it and then saw Ishii David Star, which I assume was going to be the main event. Uh, Mm. Ishii David Starr I thought was pretty good It wasn't as good as their York Hall main event And you could tell Starr was looking a little bit Knackered with all the matches he's he's working This weekend Yeah, They kept it short as well but short and sweet Nice little story there Some really good facial expressions throughout the match From both guys I thought Mm -hmm. Starr I think continues to improve He can hang in there with Ishii It would be nice if this was a little trial for New Japan Because he's certainly not going to WWE or Ring of Honor Anytime soon (laughs) that's for sure but, yeah, nice little match and, a, like you said, the perfect palate cleanser for NXT. Soon as uh, Star and Ishii left, I ran. <laughs> I <laughs> ran to the subway, grabbed myself a couple of slices of New York's finest pizza, ate that on the subway uh, to get to NXT. Did really well
1: because, obviously, on the way over to Rev Pro, you'd had a bit of grief. Did you have grief with the subway? on the way over? Because I found myself, obviously, I was watching it live while messaging you what was going on and what you
2: were missing and whether or not you should go back and watch it. It was a
1: very strange dynamic.
2: It was. um, Yeah, I had to go check into my Airbnb because I had my bag on me and I couldn't take my bag into the Mm. uh, venue. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to take my bag into NXT because I had to go straight from there to get to NXT. So I had to miss part of the show and dropped drop my bag off at the Airbnb, unfortunately. But then I ran from the Airbnb, and the subway took about 40 minutes. I mean, I walked the wrong way as well at one point, <laughs> and I missed a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I managed I managed to see the best two matches on the night, I'm assuming, so yeah. that wasn't too bad.
1: You did, And how was it getting over to NXT and getting in?
2: Oh, it's easy. easy. I, I used to live in New York, um, so I, I know the subway system reasonably well. And, uh, you know, I ran out of the show... Went to raise pizza. Tell you what, you can't beat New York pizza. Fuck that Domino shit. Don't know anyone can eat that rubbish. <laughs> this stuff is like authentic, genuine. Ah, oh, absolutely unbelievable stuff. Sat there on the subway eating it on the way to another great wrestling show. It was like I had Rev Pro as kind of the uh, I don't know, almost like a cup of coffee or something. Then the pizza was like my. Uh, appetizer before my main course <laughs> nxt takeover and my god did that main course deliver on a filet mignon level <laughs> it seemed
1: from watching that the crowd was unbelievably hot and was it that way sort of even tell us about the pre-show as well getting in, <laughs> before we go into sort of the main bit was was there anything worthwhile on that i know there's obviously spoilers here
2: um, I was queuing up for a drink during the Street Profits match. Who did they even face? I don't even know. All
1: right. Fair enough. We
2: just... <laughs> yeah, we'll not worry about it then. No, I, I haven't
1: even bothered looking oh. at it. I haven't read any. I've seen it, but I haven't oh, read any now,
2: You stop right there, because the pre-show match you missed out on was Martin Stone, or Danny Burch, I should say, oh, yeah. one of your all-time favourites, Gunner. Yes! <laughs> Jackson, yeah. Jackson Riker. Yeah, so I finally got to see Gunner for the first time live on this night as well, and oh, was that not a joy. It made me realise just how good a wrestler Martin Stone honestly is. But, like, honestly, the golf in kind of ability here was so standout. Like, Martin Stone was great throughout the match. Really good punches, uh, really good movement around the ring as well, and then oh, Gunner was just stinking the joint up, and Won the match as well. Biff Busey, uh, sorry, Only Lorcan got in at the end. I was gutted We didn't get to see Only Lorcan on the night as well in an actual match. But, mm. yeah, it was fine. And then there was a Candice LeRae match against someone I couldn't tell you she was. That was fine. Okay.
1: And then, obviously, on to the main card. Give us your th- overall thoughts. And um, I suppose, yeah, freestyle it. Go for whichever match you want to go through.
2: Well, it's really uh, interesting being in the buildings. You, I think I've got a sort of slightly different perspective from some of the, um, the views and opinions that I've seen this morning. Like, I left this show thinking that's one of the absolute best shows I've ever been to, and there's no doubt that's the best takeover of the sea. I've seen some really negative reviews, which are really shocked me. To be honest, um, being if, in the arena, if it's think- from this
1: side of the water, it could be. I, I'm thinking there's also the sort of the circumstances that you're watching it in. That you take it in as an audience. If you're at home and it's four a.m., I can mm. get. I can get. You're not going to react the same way as, as sort of obviously being there live. There's that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And after watching a lot of wrestling on the weekend as well, mm. whereas where I was sat, everyone was so invested. Everyone was so into the show. Hey, <laughs> I was charmed at different points of this. How often do you For, see really? me? Really? What were you? Charming? Oh yeah. Well, during the Riddle velveteen Dream match, I was. Bit bit gutted that Riddle wasn't as over as I thought he was going to be. So I gave it full uh, Andy and Jeff Ogden uh, when it came to getting some Riddle chance and the go, getting some of the bros on the go as well. It work <laughs> reasonably well. So I think Andy Ogden oh. taught me well at uh, sixteen carriage during that Lucky Kid Walter match and managed to carry it over stateside as well. So yeah, I was a bit gutted that how little Riddle seemed to be over compared to Velveteen Dream at the beginning. Mm. But seeing Velveteen Dream live, he is. An infectious wrestler. He is an yeah. amazing live performer. Being there and watching him, he's got his act absolutely down. And he's such an instinctive wrestler as well that it's hard not to like him. Mm. But also, he's got this kind of weird postmodern element to him as well, where he takes moves from the past. And puts his own spin on them. He's managed to get the double axe handle over again. <laughs> <laughs> and does it ten times better than the most overrated wrestler of all time. Randy Savage ever did the double axe handle. So, good Stop work. Stop that dirty. Savage nonsense. We'll have a conversation yes. about that. At point, very, but very different time.
1: What did you make of the opener? The tagline? Oh,
2: Incredible opener. This was crazy. Some of the athletic spots in this match, the best performance I've ever seen from Hansen. Like He was absolutely stepping up for this one in terms of just mm. how athletic he was. Some of the stuff these guys were pulling out, like when Hansen did that flip over Ricochet's back, the spot where Ricochet did uh, the kind of Samoan drop type move, when he dropped Hansen as well, the crowd went absolutely mad for that where I was. It was crazy. The only thing that took away from this match is they put this really bright light on. I don't know if it was audible at home, but mm, this light no. was like, I had like a real headache afterwards for quite a while because this light was so bright. And then the crowd started chanting, yes, and you deserve it, and all sorts of bollocks at various points. And we were also getting um 10 chance as well, but I shouted <laughs> them out by accusing them of being... Uh, silly idiots that were two years out of date, and told them to shut the fuck up. Which most people around me seem to appreciate. So that went down <laughs> the right. uh, you
1: Your good sociable self as always, Joe.
2: I was having a chat with the guys next <laughs> to me. they were good, good blokes, really good blokes. They've been to Stardom and DDT.
1: Third match on there. Obviously a one that I think I've only ever seen in WXW, but um, an enormous match for NXT UK. What would you make of uh, Pete Dunwalter?
2: Um, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was um, I thought it was quite different on the night it stood out I think there are mm. were, were flaws of the match and I kind of wish they went full Walter formula And I don't get why Pete Dunne almost had to look like an equal to Walter at various Mm -hmm. points. I wish they went down the route of Pete Dunne being more of an underdog. I think it would have been something slightly different for Pete Dunne to actually diversify and actually do because I've never really seen him perform in that role. Um, but I liked how sort of brutal it was at times. There was a, mm. more of a kind of visceral nature to it with the finger spots as well and the facial expressions. So I appreciated the attempt of trying something a little bit different, um, and channeling a slightly different kind of, uh, mood and tone during the match. Um, I, there were things I did think were a little bit off. Like I wished that they'd kind of gone all out on Walter and had him look a bit more dominant, gone full mm. Vader on Walter if anything yeah. that would have been quite nice uh, which unfortunately they didn't didn't really do and i think this match if it's a place in the uk i think it actually would have been better um i think if they came back to NXT with a rematch, it would have been a bit more effective. But it felt as well like the first 10 minutes were about establishing Walter to an audience that might not be familiar with him. And he was doing stuff in the match during that first 10-minute period that he usually does at later stages of his matches, which was something I found interesting as well. Um, it how, very- how did the
1: live audience react to it?
2: They loved his entrance um, from where I was. Um, people were really into him as something different they saw him as a legitimate threat because he ha- he obviously comes across in quite a different way in the way he is presented they also love Pete Dunne around me as well they mm. seem they seem to just love trying to bruise away if anything so <laughs> the match the match worked I didn't get the sense that anyone was bored around me I got the sense that people were quite invested the only thing with this I thought there was a lot of kind of establishing work that didn't really go anywhere at various points but the stuff of the fingers I thought was quite effective and quite a, quite an interesting approach, especially the way they kept going back to it. And you know what? The last Pete Dunne match I saw was the Joe Coffey match, and this was, like, miles ahead <laughs> of that one. But at the same time, I do think Pete Dunne is a little bit overrated.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I think there's a, there's
1: an argument for when was the... I mean, between this and the Tyler Bate match, you know, there is long gaps between these... These classic Pete Dunne matches, and there's and there's still things that I'm waiting to to see. Um, fourth match on the card. Uh, fascinating to know what your take on this one is. Had uh, NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler up against uh, uh, Bianca
2: Belair. Nearly forgot there. Terrible Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. What do you reckon of that? Uh, I thought it was very good for what it was. was, Again, it was a nice break to a bit of a multi-man match uh, or multi-woman match, I should say. Mm. I thought Io Shirai was absolutely amazing. Uh, Her offense is different level. She's so crisp with everything she does. It was weird seeing uh, her and uh, Kyrie And then seeing Shayna and uh, Bianca Belair, because you've got uh, two two people in the match who have been trained in that kind of Japanese tradition and two that have been trained at the PC. And you can (laughs) tell the difference in quality, in execution, Mm. in dynamism as well. Uh, It was just so clear, like instincts as well. Like Shirai was, I thought, the star of the match, if anything in a way, I'd like to have seen this broken up into two matches. I think you could have taken some time off of the Walter match, taken a little bit of time off the main event, maybe, and um, Shayna and uh, Bianca Bella in five minutes, and then given Io Shirai and Kyrie a platform to go out there yeah. and abs- tear it up, establish themselves together, get themselves over on WrestleMania weekend in a mad 10-12 mm-hmm. minute singles match and go from there. Because I think that would have been much more effective in getting them both over long term. And this crowd would have would have been into it as well. Because out of anyone there, those were the two women in the match that they were most into.
1: So, main event. Adam Cole, Johnny Gagano. Two out of three
2: falls. What do you make of that? What this was, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was a bit sceptical about the two out of three fools stipulation. I was a bit sceptical about Adam Cole. What I loved about this was the build-up package. And you know, they mm. went for something... Completely different with that build-up package in terms of them training, getting ready for the match, Gargano on his own, Undisputed Era as kind of a group. I felt that it was one of the most effective packages at getting someone over and getting a match over beforehand that I've seen from WWE in a long, long time. Um, maybe a little bit of inspiration from OTT or something, possibly. Mm. Um, yeah. But I'm not an Adam Cole fan usually. I don't mind him, but this, for me, was the best Adam Cole match I've ever seen. Um I was really, really invested in this match once it started. I thought it built as the match went on, and it built at the right pace in the right way, if anything, and it got the crowd at the right points of the match. I couldn't believe just how over Adam Cole was compared to Gargano, and you can sort of tell that they've done some damage to Gargano in terms of being this kind of underdog babyface of all the weird booking last year, Mm. but he managed to get the crowd as the match went on which I thought was great um the way he got them with his selling um the way cole was kind of um performing his big maneuvers on him and then the way gargano was selling like he was dead afterwards some of the teases some of the near falls i thought worked in the best way possible i don't think they did anything in this match that didn't work on the night for that live crowd and as the match went on i was chanting more i was cheering more as well and it takes a lot to get me cheering a lot to get me chanting these days so if you can get me chanting and cheering, you're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> That's all I'll say from a personal point of view. I was going to ask, did they show the bit with champer on the yes. broadcast? Yes, they did. They did? did. Yeah. Because okay. I wasn't sure if that was for the crowd or it was on the broadcast. Because um, I was sort of thinking, to myself, they should actually get him out here and just close the story here. Because going back to that Gargano-Champer mm-hmm. match in a year, is just going to feel quite forced um, kind of like they did with the Daniel Bryan Morris match in Ring of Honor when all the heat had dissipated from it. And I thought, just bring it to a close here, get him out here uh, and conclude the story. And it was a really nice way of doing it. And Champ mm. looked like he was elated for Gargano as well. So it was mm. a nice moment at the end of uh, NXT TakeOver, which I'd like to rechristen as WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> well, it is the show Stealer um, Show. What other wrestling are you going to see?
2: Well, I was considering going to Jamaica, Queens to go see uh, House of Glory, Mm. uh, to see Phoenix versus Amazing Red. But Amazing Red announced his retirement this week and said that he's not doing his mania matches. So I'm not going to go to that. Um, I'm going to go to the cinema and see us and then visit a brewery. (laughs) uh, And then I'm going to go to MSG tonight. And then my girlfriend lands just after that as well. So we've timed it perfectly. Okay,
1: have fun. Look after yourself. All right,
2: mate. Will do. I'll see you in a bit
1: oh
0: that was weird jp you got a uh, very interesting ring yes. you've got there kind of uh kind of odd
1: it is isn't it it's almost like i've uh taken it from another very successful podcast about football uh, oh. had a good left-wing newspaper i've decided to go with <laughs> <was> good stuff
0: <laughs> i enjoyed it though yeah, yeah great, to, great to hear joe's having a good time uh, obviously joe being uh, mm. over there in new york um it's Again, something I don't know if I prefer being at home watching the VOD, but it sounds like he's, uh, he's having a good time out there. Uh, sad for him he didn't get to see uh, a lot of the Rev Pro show. Um, he kind of, yeah,
1: that's uh, so funny. Yeah, because yeah, we were obviously being messaged by him at the time, but um, had to update him with Rev Pro while that was all going on. <laughs> while he was travelling across the subway, it was, it was a lot of fun. Wasn't happy when he found out what the main event was, oh. the time it was coming on.
0: yeah it sounds like uh, again i think he left at the right moment as well uh leaving the Rev pro show and uh heading over to take over he didn't uh unlike us he didn't have to sit through the uh, the million dollar challenge uh i don't know if you watched any of that or the pre-show no
1: um the pre-show is actually what sent me to sleep (laughs) is this where you went yes it is i i don't know whether or not it was just in protest to sam roberts and this inexplicably kind of miserable contrarian role they seem to have written for him, mm. where he takes on these quite bizarre opinions, like Matt, Matt Riddle, he's had it all handed to him, and it's like, really? Mm. Really? Is that is that what we're going with? And it, it's com- completely out of it. it it's like, okay, we need to have an argument on this panel. <laughs> so I I didn't see the million-dollar challenge because I think almost after that, I just I fell asleep during one of the sort of I don't know, one of those horrible bits where they go outside to the fans and they're chanting NXT Mm. and they look like psychopaths Mm. just shit chanting into a screen while, uh, while the announcer is there. So yeah, I fell asleep at that point.
0: Oh, devastated uh yeah it was it was terrible it was aj Styles against uh some fan playing on a uh, aj Styles looked like he'd never played wwe 2k19 ever before in his life uh oh yeah and the fun- gamer as well isn't it i know weird uh the, the fan though was uh it was a decent heel um although a bit annoying but really strange pre-show content so yeah joe did a good job to uh to skip that but yeah would you would you make sure joe's uh live takes all and all on the show i thought to be honest uh, the people he's talking about who uh a little bit negative on the show all and all. I think I maybe fit into that camp uh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There definitely things on the show that uh, I didn't love as much as everybody else. Um but again there was a a lot of strong things and it, it again, like like Joe said there, it was a a, a bit of a, a another home run for for an X team if <throat> I've got some minor
1: misgivings um I'm I'm definitely higher on it than than you are. Mm. um I think for the most part, and part of the reason for that is, and I think it depends how how you see it. And I don't want to, I'm going to sound patronising, regardless of this. But I think as well, it depends. Obviously, if you're live in um in Brooklyn watching mm. it, you're going to have one different type of experience. If you're watching it at three o'clock in the morning and as there's an, there's a forty-five minute Adam Cole match going on, <laughs> you're perhaps going to think something else very different. I watched this this morning. I was up about like half past seven. Mm. So I got up, like had some breakfast and I had a cup of tea and I started watching the whole show from that point. So for me, I enjoyed it because it was a breeze to watch. Mm. It was very, very easy. But then I, you know, I'd just woken up. I felt refreshed. I did what I have to do all this weekend and just consume a diet of wrestling. Mm. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that would at all explain it, but Yeah, I could be massively wrong on it. it...
0: Yeah, I I think for me, I mean... I think I, I would probably feel the same watching it any time of day. I'm just I'm not I'm not the target mm. audience for Adam Cole Johnny Gargano. Two uh, out of three falls. Yeah. I mean, the crowd, you know, as Joe's reflected, would bang into it. There was multiple standing ovations. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, it's just the style of it. Like I saw Alan Farrell say on Twitter, it was like watching Shawn Michaels versus Shawn Michaels, uh, but not the, <laughs> not the Shawn Michaels I love, the kind of overly dramatic kind of, you know epic uh sean michael's influence that we've been getting in nxt lately and it's just it's obviously for for that fan base and people love it it just it just wasn't really for me uh, i think that i really enjoyed the last fall um but i mm. didn't find the first two floors a, a big slog um but yeah there were lots of you know the near falls in the last last lot kind of made it for me i could still recognize that it was you know a near four star match and you know, I'm willing mm. to concede that I, I'm kind of in the minority on it, but I didn't love it. But I don't know, maybe it, some of it was coming off uh, Dunwalter as well, which uh, again, sorry, so I had a bit. Of, I didn't, I wasn't hugely positive on it either. I, I don't know if you uh, have you got a positive slant on that one?
1: Uh, in terms of the positive slant, it was different from everything else that was on the show, so it was nice for the variation. Mm. There was a level of brutality that was in this that perhaps wasn't in anything else that was on the card, and those aspects I enjoyed. Um, I know on on grapple i ended up going four stars on it um because i thought it was it was very good but not (laughs) the comment i've heard said and this is one that i do have to agree with is it's like it felt like the final chapter in the story but none of the other earlier chapters have actually been written Hmm. so it's kind of like this big epic match and i have to agree with joe on this one like having walter as basically vader as the killer coming in and taking taking on Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne fighting valiantly but not knowing how to fight it. Effectively, Rocky versus... Um, well, it'd be like Rocky versus even Drago if even Drago knocked the crap out of Rocky.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The I first one. I didn't see it that way again. It felt like Rocky versus really? Rocky. I didn't, I didn't think they did, yeah. very, they did a very good job at all of making Walter the Monster. It was too even. Yeah, yeah. it was 50-50. Um, and Walter, for me... Might be a controversial take, but I thought he got swallowed up by the occasion, at least in the beginning. I thought he looked nervous out there. I thought he looked small. I think he's, yeah. it's not a great thing that he's dropped weight. Uh, yeah. He's better, bigger, because he's obviously, you know, he, aesthetically he's not the best looking, but what it doesn't really matter when he's kind of got the size behind him. I just thought he was, you know, uh, kind of dwarfed a little bit. I thought he was bumping too much. It felt a lot like the Walter that we see when New Ju- when uh, Rev Pro started trying to put him against mm. New Japan guys. And he was no longer the Alpha. He was no longer having the Walter match. He was slotting into somebody else's template. Um, Yes. And that's what this felt like for me. I I, I recognize, again, it was a good match. Um, It was long. um, Mm. And it didn't really matter in the end. Because I was kind of watching it thinking, I've got a lot of criticism of this match. But if Walter wins, I suppose it doesn't matter. Um, It kind of nullifies my, maybe, what you probably say, is minor criticism. But, yeah, I don't know. Just the style of the match was just a bit weird. I would have preferred... Maybe I've seen it too many times, and it's kind of what I expect from Walter. But the Walter match uh, with the big chops, and he's the dominant one, on Pete's the underdog. Whereas, like you say, this was a bit more 50 50. Walter was kind of, even his offense was a bit weird. You, you know, that constantly trying to go back for the splash and winning with it. I mean, mm. that's kind of something you can do in match five, or, you know, big match five of Walter in NXT, or the rematch with Walter in NXT. I don't think you want to really established that as his big move in his first match that a lot of people are going to be seeing on on a takeover um i don't know yeah just a a lot of the layout of it didn't suit walter's strengths for me but again recognize that joe and and the people in the building seem to seem to really
1: enjoy it well i i think as well when i when i was watching this i was and again i i did really enjoy it i thought it was like a very good professional wrestling match but in terms of things that take it to that next level where there's that real engagement with the story where there is this kind of element of nuance to it it almost felt like it should have taken a bit of a turn from um devlin walter mm. if they were gonna sort of ape it in that way where walter is dominant in that match if you're doing a series but then at the same time there's an element of this feels like is this like almost the farewell of pete dunn from nxt uk Is he going to be going to Florida full-time? Is he going to be working sort of NXT or even main roster? Mm. You know, if you're not doing the return match, I I still at the same time, you know, for me, it would have been with him being that bit more dominant. Um, Yeah, that is something that that kind of has really niggled with me Mm. since um, about it. But I do like it and I do think it's worth watching.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think every... Every match on the mm. show is worth watching. I mean, I, oh, obviously yeah. I'm bringing out some some negatives there, maybe more as a counterbalance to what Joe's saying. Mm. But I would say, yeah, overall, you know, absolutely. You know, this was compared to, you know, I've been enjoying the indies we've been watching and talking about, but this felt like, you know, top-level production matches yeah. that felt really important. You know, every match on the card was, you know, it... it, it you know, even the the opening tag, and I've seen people go five stars on the opening tag on uh, yeah. on uh, the War Raiders versus Ricochet and Alistair Black, and I've seen people go similar on on Riddle and, uh, and Velveteen Dream as well. I mean, uh, it shouldn't go uh, understated that
1: definitely, absolutely love both of those matches for, mm. for maybe different reasons. Yeah, exactly, and I think I I can understand. You know, it's it's all subjective at the end of the day. With those first two matches, I think you know the. The tag team match, I don't want to say like I've seen it before because I haven't obviously seen this kind of match before, but uh, sorry, this kind of match felt like it was almost um, it it was like the palate cleanser for the Mm -hmm. night. It had all the kind of NXT big tag match tropes within it um, including like Like Joe said, Hanson putting in this incredible performance there. Mm. Um, And it was really good. I don't think I could have gone five on it. I think the match that really surprised me to a degree is I kind of had been sort of slightly worried about Riddle's NXT run Mm. up to that point. And I think this match, for me, it was really good. And I really liked the finish and agree that God, Dream is a star. Mm. He really is. I mean, handled correctly. And obviously there's one person handling the main roster who should be nowhere near him um, <laughs> but yeah that match for me I think sort of was was like the big surprise because I thought obviously how are they're going to follow that opening tag and then it was it was such a pleasant surprise mm. and the crowd was sort of so engaged. So I've gone into
0: two matches there for the price of one. That's it, yeah. But that's again, I I'd agree with you. I think they were both great. Uh, I don't think the praise of them should get lost. Obviously, Joe really enjoyed them, enjoyed them live as well. Uh, It was interesting. I was kind of watching the grapple up with the ratings come in live and seeing some Mm. very big ratings for that opener. And I did, you know, like you say, I was a little bit uh, skeptical on whether you know Riddle and uh, Velveteen Dream could could follow it, but they did. Uh, We went from a very spotty match to a you know, and Spotty in a good way. and quite happy with a big Spotty tag um, to you know riddle, giving a performance that we know where he's capable of. I still think mm. he got a little bit dwarfed by Dream, who's such a big personality. He's supposed to be the heel, but most of that building were cheering for him.
1: Um, but all in all, push is... right, he could be the next Rock. Mm. Definitely possible,
0: yeah, yeah. I could I, see it. I,
1: if you think of the kind of intangible aspect to it. And, mm. and obviously the wrestling ability side, because he's so young, but my God, it's, it feels like it's impossible for anyone not to get dwarfed by him. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's, uh, it's going to be like that with whoever he's in there with name mm. Hopefully, yeah. Riddle obviously didn't get his big, uh, the hero match, the Cassius Ono match wasn't, wasn't a big match. It was a, it kind of fit a certain role on, uh, on the last takeover. And this was the first mm. big match Riddle's gotten. Yeah, I don't think they completely knocked it out of the park. I think there's still a couple of question marks with Riddle, but I've got every mm-hmm. confidence he's going he's gonna, to uh, get through it. And, yeah, he uh, wasn't hurt by it either. You know, losing by a roll-up from the bro mission, I Yeah, think he did a really good job of protecting him too. So, yeah, certainly, yeah, lots of, lots of positive to say there about NXT. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much uh, took cuts off everything we've uh, we've kind of watched this uh, this day two jp i don't know is there anything else you, you caught in your travels over the night i did it like i mentioned earlier i did a little bit of channel flipping i caught the the last few minutes of the wwn super show with ar fox dance doing a dance off to an empty <laughs> arena didn't hugely convince me to go back and watch those shows although suit williams mentioned a couple of matches that are maybe worth watching uh, with the henchmen, uh but. Uh, Uh, Ben Owens mentioned uh, the Shikara show was actually quite enjoyable Mm. with the big ladder match. Uh, Any regrets from this day two or anything you think you're going to head back and watch uh, before uh, day three kicks off properly tonight?
1: Um, If I get a chance to possibly to see what all of the stuff going on at the Orange Cassidy show is about and maybe give that a quick watch. Um, Primarily tonight, certainly going to try to see if I can stay awake during one of the late shows that's the only challenge i've got (laughs) can i watch and i think unfortunately roosh versus dalton castle could and that tag match could possibly send me to sleep so that's what i'm fearing if they start off with those i'll have to rush and watch it all tomorrow
0: oh wow yeah i'm gonna try and tonight i'm gonna try and watch the uh, iws unstoppable show uh, mm-hmm. catch the end of uh, house of glory as well i'm quite excited to uh, to pop that on um no amazing red on that show anymore but mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's still, still the still uh, the the great mooter match uh, with Loki and LAX and uh, yeah Pentagon in there too. That's a great mix of a of a match that I'm quite excited for. Uh, I'll probably yeah, I'll stay the distance at this point. My body's adjusted. JP, I don't sleep at night anymore. <laughs> I reckon I'll end up watching that G One Super I reckon it'll get to 4:59 a.m., which is when Janela's Spring Break Two starts, uh, which we, we obviously <laughs> raved about at the top of the show. Uh, I reckon I'll be uh, similar to last year. JP, I'll be in a in a pool of beer and doritos at nine in the morning wondering what i've done with <laughs> my life still watching that thing maybe not the beer actually i think i'll be just be having a couple of cokes tonight maybe i'll save up for mania um, yeah but i'm just telling myself jp i'm just in training because mania is going to be as long as you know as much as we've enjoyed these shows it can be a slog watching so much uh, oh. mania is going to be twice
1: that so you know you've got to be ready it really is the granddaddy of them all isn't it in that regard Ooh. or is that star <laughs> i think it's nxt too Chicago tired at this point <laughs> that's it
0: but yeah uh, anything you want to plug or, uh, or say before we go jp
1: no just um i would just say follow me on twitter at jpgp3es and also on the grapple app mm. um so have a look have a look and see what we've rated um we'll have a look and see what you've rated, and then we'll explain why we're right and you're wrong
0: <laughs> yeah well, on that point i should mention uh, the Grapple app. Had, uh, as an update that went out on Thursday, uh, there were some bugs that were picked up right away. So another version uh, was sent out on Friday night, uh, right before takeover. So uh, if anybody didn't get the, we got the update, but didn't get the update of the update, uh, please do do that. It'll uh, it'll fix a couple of bugs. And yeah, it, uh, the Android app is running uh, very very smooth. Uh, it, looks, mm-hmm. it looks very pretty. Uh, this latest update of the Grapple app. So uh, yeah, don't make uh, uh, Garrett's hard work be in vain. Go uh, go check that out. Uh, follow the Grapple app on Twitter at Grapple app search for the app on uh, on google play store or itunes grapple no e follow J- jp on twitter at jpjp and follow me on twitter at benson richard e that's us for day two we'll be back with day three tomorrow bye bye for now